Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that it fits. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art, the shock. Go with it. Keep it the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand. J.J. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes sir You tune back into The Fix Your source for Faith Infused Hip Hop, R&B, and Poetry Wake up, wake up It's your boy DJ Focus checking in Hey and it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building Checking on in man Beautiful morning, wake up Come on, wake up with us. We got a fun pack show. Of course, y'all know our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And we got one for him for that real, real dog top, top, topic today, don't we, Dice? Oh, that real Lord. talk, huh? We're coming I off a, a Swedish Day weekend. We're coming off a Swedish Day weekend. Yeah. Sweet, sweetheart weekend. Sweetheart what? weekend. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, uh, this is a whole made-up holiday in Cleveland, Ohio. For it's those of you listening across up. the world, you're like, "What is that?" It, it's nothing. If you don't live in Ohio, just just totally ignore whatever it is you hear today. Um, Will you stop it! Like, this is a Midwest thing, guys. They they celebrate Sweet Day in Chi-Town. No, they don't. I, ain't nobody said one thing about a Swedish day up in Chicago since we've well, we been gonna, here. We're gonna change nobody. That. We're going downtown, shake a town and say, it's Sweetheart Day, it's Sweetheart Day next year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since it is, it was, yes. Okay, so that's fine. It, it's an Ohio thing. Mm-hmm. We, we do, we've been celebrating Swedish Day yeah. on the last uh, Saturday, the third Saturday of October uh, well, for the longest. So for the longest. Know, for, for my ones coming off that Sweetie Day weekend, we thought we might as well start the weekend off, week off right. Talk about cuffing season, Dice, huh? It's that time mm. again, huh? Well, you see the leaves are falling. Don't y'all fall for these tricks. I just want y'all to know. Please don't fall for it. This is Tell not the rabbit. time to fall in love. Listen, I, whew, mercy. Lust, uh-uh. fall in lust. It ain't even love, Dice. It's no. lust. This, and it's, it's terrible because all these people, uh, all the people who are uh, anemic, y'all definitely following. Y'all following for the trick. <laughs> It's cold outside. Oh, I need to be with somebody. I need to be warm. Yeah, okay. You better get you a heated blanket. Okay, the electric kind. You plug it in the wall and you can adjust the temperature. But don't go out oh, here and goodness. find you no peace of nobody just because you you cold. It's too much. Oh, my goodness. That is too much. season. It's it's a trick. It's a dirty it's trick. I'm, I'm, I'm anemic. I'm anemic. The way, the way my blood works. <laughs> I got so much. So, yeah, that's our real talk. We're going to talk about the coming season. We also, our spiritual detox, come on now. We're going to go to NYC. We're going to get a super talented, young, up-and-coming Christian hip-hop artist 
Range, mm. the artist, Ooh. on the line to talk about everything so he dope. got. Recap the KCA Awards, his experience. Talk about new music. Listen, we're going to talk a little bit of everything with Range, the artist. So keep yeah, you talk that. about his stretch, his stretching regimen. <laughs> Doing no like, backflips, huh? Yeah, yeah, no. What kind of yoga, brother, you are up stretching in the morning. We know. Go ahead. Backflipping <laughs> at the KCA's. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, he make us want to be young again. So yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely appreciate him uh, doing them backflips two and three yeah. times at him. But yeah, we gonna get him on the line. I know he's working on new music, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, y'all know we got the recap for the Dove Awards. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to one uh, experience Nashville, Tennessee for the Dove Experience uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, they did replay the live taping uh, this past Friday. So we mm-hmm. got all the winners. So we gonna recap some of the winners too as well. So listen, this is gonna be a fun packed show. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix, and the fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. It's time for our spiritual detox. I know how we get down. And uh, let me tell y'all something. I went to the, we were privy to uh, go attend the KCA Awards again this year. And uh, I ran into a young man uh, who had so much energy. I say, yeah, I, I seen that young man at, after the show. I said, man, I got to get you on the show, man, because, uh, you know, they always talk about Christian hip hop is dead. I said, I don't know how. I promise you, I feel like every day I find a new artist who uh, got their own little swag vibe to themselves and uh, doing high quality music. So I'm excited because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I want to bring him on the platform to talk about everything dope he got going on. So listen, without further ado, help me welcome in Range, the artist. What's going on, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Range is on the fix. I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Man, we good, man. Um that uh, outside track, man, and when I tell you the energy that to, to just shook the room, man, uh, at the KCAs, it was ridiculous, man. So, I, I like I say, I wanted to salute you, man, because um, like I say, um, you know, you're doing some good music. I've uh, listened to a lot of your music now since then. I, I sat with the the song you got with uh, C4. That's a powerful, like almost mm-hmm. like a testimonial track, you know what I'm saying? Transparency mm-hmm. track. So, yeah, you've been doing some good music. But let, before we talk about the music, because I got a lot of questions about the music, Talk a little bit, share a little bit of your faith journey with the people, maybe how you develop your own personal relationship with Christ. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. I'll keep it short for the sake of time. Uh, my wife introduced me to Jesus when I had met her back when we were 14 years old. Um, I had a concept of what Christianity was because I grew up in the church, but um, it was fairly liberal the way that I grew up. But she taught me what morals were. She introduced me to, you know, the idea of reading the Bible regularly and stuff like that. So uh, we started reading together and we started our faith journey together. And uh, we faced some tumultuous times in our teenage years. And the way that I found my way to to uh, a, a better perspective was through diving into who Jesus was, asking all the tough questions, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And the, can science and faith coexist and things of that nature? And through asking all those questions, I literally had a seek and you will find moment. And uh, my faith just became more and more solid. Uh, after that, it was just upward trajectory with Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. So how old are you? I'm 30. You're 30 years old and you telling me you've been with the same woman since 14. Uh, yeah, man. We started dating at 15. We became friends at 14. That's a fact. 15 years together. <laughs> no, no. That's a, that's a, listen, I want to make sure I heard that and I want to make sure the <laughs> listeners got that. I know they be saying teenage love ain't possible no more. My man say he's 30. Uh, he met his uh, wife, uh, which was his friend at 14, 15 and, and been with her the whole duration. So, 
What, 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 so talk about that dynamic. So you had to have not only I hear what you're saying when you say your 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 wife brought you kind of to Christ, but I would argue you kind of probably had some principles already because most men at that young age don't stick with the same woman for that long. <laughs> so you know, did you kind of have some more faith upbringing from maybe one of the elders in your family or your your parents or something? Oh man, uh, definitely my mom. My, my mom is what had us in the church, but she allowed us to make the decision once we hit a certain age whether or not we would attend more often. Um, so we wound up choosing not to. <laughs> and gotcha. um, during that time, I wound up going the route of, you know, my family. My family, they, uh, they're promiscuous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I started to venture into the realm of, of girls and um, I, my faith started to take a back seat to my carnal desires and I started to really give into that when I met my wife I feel like I always had a desire to do things the simple way to have a to be a one-woman man to have a stay-at-home mom who took care of that stuff and I always had a desire that because my dad had that um I didn't grow up with him but when I would go see him he had that dynamic and I loved it uh so when I met her she was just literally perfect she just knocked me off my feet and I, I think she just kind of took my mind off of everything else. That's all I wanted at that point in time. And um, she just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I could get what I was getting from her anywhere else. So I was like, what's, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to experiment really. I want to kind of just stick with this. Now we had our ups and downs within the relationship. Um, but all together, like we, we always found our way back to one another and knew that being with each other was the way to go. No, oh, that's powerful. What's that one thing God's shown you um, since you've been married? What, what, what's that one thing God kind of revealed to you that you were kind of like you didn't even know not even about yourself or about your relationship? Oh, man. Uh, one thing that God has revealed to me since I've been married, I think I've learned to to step into someone else's shoes. I think a lot of times when we have when we have interactions with other human beings, we approach that interaction with our preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. So instead of going into a conversation and reading what somebody says a certain type of way or the energy they may be getting given off a certain type of way, I learned how to step into their shoes. So for instance, living together, when you live with your spouse, right? You got to understand that you live with yourself more than you live with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So inside your own head, that's where you are daily. So where I'm interacting with my wife, maybe once I get married, I don't say certain things I used to say. I don't say, you know, oh, babe, you look beautiful as much as I used to say it. Oh, babe, you look because we, we have this tendency to be like, you know, this already we're married. You know what I'm saying? But she's in her head the whole day. She's in the mirror. She's looking at herself. I don't like the way my face looks. Oh, man. Where did this wrinkle come from? Do I have a gray hair? Oh, man. I feel like I gained a little bit of weight. That's what she's dealing with all day long. So when she comes in contact with you, although, yes, you are married, you telling her she looks beautiful means a lot. Because before she had that first initial interaction with you, she was interacting with herself, God knows how long, inside her head. So just stepping into other people's shoes and kind of seeing things from their perspective is something I definitely learned since I've been married. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. You, you know, um, you know, I, I think this pandemic has taught us something very valuable on how to do church. And I definitely want you to shout out to uh, Pastor uh, Richie Righteous. Uh, I know, uh, yeah. you know he, he's doing this thing. Church I know City. you church city. Uh, talk about that dynamic of, you know, how church has kind of like changed 
after the pandemic and just how we do ministry, how we do street ministry and deal with, you know, having people come and join within the community. In your personal opinion, how do you think that <laughs> looks like now? I think church has grown since the pandemic because especially church attendance during the pandemic, it, it shot through the roof because people thought the world was ending. So um, it has changed in the sense to where people seem to have a little bit more of a curiosity and or hunger for the gospel or for God, because I feel like they were at a point where they didn't know whether or not they'd live or die because of this pandemic, this disease. So um, there's a hunger there. I think also one thing that the pandemic hurt for a little while was human interaction. People didn't want to interact with each other. It, it kind of formed this wedge between human beings where people were afraid to shake hands. If you cough, it's like, yo fam, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want to be around nobody. You just have this timidity. Whereas once that finally wore off, you see this desire to get around people now that was there before people wanted to hang out. But now it's even more so because, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So it's like they wound up being like, oh, you know what? Let me get around some people in church. I found is uh, is is become more of a instead of a chore for a lot of people is become a great communal thing that they kind of look forward to during the week. Um, and as far as the community is concerned and outreach, uh, what I've experienced with I haven't had one church for a long time. So mm-hmm. I can't tell you what one church was like pre versus post. But one thing I see in Church City, which existed prior to the pandemic and post-pandemic, is their community outreach is just impeccable, man. They really care about their community. They're always reaching out. They try to make sure they get to the kids in the neighborhood and bring them in to offer so many different types of services. So from their VBS to what they did last week with Chip's Treehouse, they invite the whole neighborhood to bring their kids, whether you're a believer or not, to come see what it is. And they just put on this super lit experience that the kids are just going to have ingrained in their mind forever. And um, it introduces the gospel to them. So, yeah, man, that's that's what I would say has changed, you know, pre and post pandemic. That's good. You know, amongst yourself and your peers, man, what, what do you see the balance in judgment versus accountability? I think the church is always, you know, some would argue it's always been so judgmental. Um, but on the flip side, you know, as you build relationships with people and we're trying to one, be disciple, trying to learn word of God, trying to be transformed and do, do new things. Where, where in your humble opinion, do you think is the balance between judgment and accountability? I think the balance is, and it's going to sound cliche, but I think the balance is love. So I think you have to approach whichever one you're doing. Like if you're going to judge somebody or you're going to give somebody some type of critique or you're going <clears> to. <throat> tell them what they may be doing wrong a sharp rebuke you have to approach it to want that person to do better you have to approach it with that with hopes that that person will listen and heed your advice and do better some people will judge and like kind of come down hard on them and it's it's it gives off that what what people define as judgmental attitude like you're holier than thou they kind of come down on the individual in a very hard manner um so you got to approach it with love and as far as accountability you got to approach that with humility so you got to essentially listen to what these people are saying and search it. You know what I mean? Search yourself after they've said it to you and see if there is anything that needs to be changed inside of yourself. Um, at Church City specifically, the brothers that have embraced me there, they've embraced me with so much love. And I've been corrected since I've been there. And when, the way that they approach it, a perfect example would be, be my brother Denzel. Homie there, man, he's, he's shown nothing but love. But then he was like, yo, Reigns, we need to have a conversation about your output, bro. 
like as an artist, he's like, I, we outside is amazing, but I need more from you. I need you to put out more music. I need you to be on more platforms. I need you to be doing X, Y, and Z. And he sat there and had a whole long conversation with me telling me like, I, you're an amazing artist. You're great at what you do, but you need to do it more. And my pastor did, did the same exact thing. So they approached it with the desire to want to see me win. But um, they definitely weren't afraid to tell me what needed to be said. <laughs> no, that's good. And, and I'm glad you brought that up when you talk about the brotherhood. You know, have you had conversations with some brothers? Because I, I, I feel like you're you a born leader. Like, I feel like, you know, men, they, they draw to you, you know, within your circle, your, your age and even younger. Have you had some conversations with some young men maybe struggling with, you know, dealing with, you know, going to strip clubs still, dealing with pornography issues and whatnot? Have you been able to, like, you know, talk and pray and, and be able to coach or disciple some young men, you know, that come to you with some of those issues? Like, I feel like that's usually something that we, we kind of, like, stay away from within the church, but we need to be talking about more. Oh, man. Yeah. Thankfully, I've gotten the opportunity to speak to a number of different people about a variety of things that they've been struggling with. Um, A good friend of mine came to me and he approached me specifically about, you know, struggling with pornography and um, how to maneuver out of that. Um, The difficult thing about so in that specific example, the difficult thing about pornography is it's a shameful thing. So you don't want to tell anybody about it because you feel like people probably won't understand it. When in reality, a lot of people struggle with that same exact thing. Um, and the way that we should handle that is when someone approaches you, I've seen two ways that people have handled it. And, um, the wrong way someone has approached somebody said, yeah, I struggle with pornography. And the person is like, yo, just stop. Why do you like that? You know what I mean? Essentially you're doing X, Y, and Z came down hard on the individual from a perspective of, I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's just stupid. Like, why do you, what is attracting you to a screen? When in reality, the individual is saying like, it's a vice and I'm coming to you for help and you're telling me to just stop. It's a legitimate addiction. I need help. How do I just stop? And then I've seen it from the perspective of, dang, bro, like I understand what you're going through. We're going to have to pray about this. We're going to have to, you're going to have to fast from certain things. There's certain things that you're watching right now that trigger that lust inside of you that push you to go do it. Not only that, but maybe the reason why you're so addicted to this specific thing is maybe it's a stress reliever for you. When you get stressed, when you get angry, you decide to run to this. So having that approach of like, all right, let's, let me listen to you first. Let me see what's going on in your life. Other than that, to kind of diagnose what could be leading you to this, um, that's that's the approach that should be taken. Patience, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Um, and that's how you get to the, to the root of the problem, and then you deal with that. Once you deal with the root, you cut off all of those bad fruit. Ryan's dropping gems this morning. Listen, keep it locked. We got to go to a quick <laughs> break. We coming right back with more. You're tuning into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. DJ Focus. You tap back into The Fix. Your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got Range on. Range, the artist, yeah. kicking it with us. So come on, talk about it, man. We celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, you in New York, man. I, I need you to tell me, man. Talk about, you know, when was that one moment? When, when did you know you were a lover of hip hop? Like, what was your hip hop moment? What was that first track that you heard? Like, no, nah, this is this is fire. Like, man, I got to get more of this in my system. Oh, man. You know, the funny thing is, I genuinely and to this day, I never, I never loved hip hop. Really? It sound crazy. Yeah, it sound could never love hip hop. To this okay. day, like, 
I love I love what what I do and I love what the people do in this space. But I never had a love for hip hop. Crazy thing is, in my upbringing, I was all about R and B, Brian McKnight, Boys to Men, I'll Be Sure. You know, all these dudes growing up. Usher, these were my guys. You know what I mean? Big Michael Jackson fan. Uh, the reason why I started doing music was because I felt as though I didn't really like what I was hearing on the radio, especially from hip hop. And mm. um, I knew that I, I I didn't have confidence in my singing to just start singing. So I was like, mm. I could rap though. You know what I'm saying? I was a huge fan of battle rap um, in my teenage years. Um, so I was—I knew I had bars. I understand what bars were. So I said, I'm going to put this to a beat. I'm going to make my own music. And from getting around, um, you know, certain people and getting it mixed professionally, the people that heard the music was like, yo, you should release this stuff and actually make it like mm -hmm. do this, like for real. And I was like, cool. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. And that's where that came from. And then I, I knew nothing about Christian hip hop. I thought I was going to be the first Christian rapper ever, <laughs> like most people. <laughs> that's funny. I was like, I'm going like, to make a killing. Nobody doing this right now. But then I got introduced to the world of Christian hip hop. And um, I started to see what they were doing. And I started really enjoying people like KB and people like uh, uh, um, uh, Jim Stones. I thought he was amazing. Dayton. Um, I say was amazing to Jim Stones. Like, he no longer alive. But... <laughs> no, he he about, to, he about to drop something real soon. Just hold tight. Jim Stones is working. Yeah, he's a that dude can put an amazing, amazing verse together. His ability with words is uncanny. But but yeah, man. So that's when I started to enjoy the realm of of hip hop. You know, when I got introduced to people doing it for God, and um, and yeah, man, and for me doing it myself. So my record is what got me in the hip hop. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So 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 now that you are doing it, do, do you think you would probably go back or maybe try to get some uh, some training, some vocal lessons, to maybe do some uh, R and B uh, collective or some some sort or some type of singing? Oh man, oh that's in the works right now, man. I'm a part of the praise and worship team at my at my church, so I've been doing a lot of singing. Okay, and um, I'm pretty all right with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not bad. I'm not too shabby, and I already have a few records recorded. And uh, I, I plan on releasing an entire EP at the top of next year, straight R&B. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Well, gospel, what they call that, rhythm and praise instead of rhythm and blues. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. R&P. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'm releasing, top of next year, gospel, R&B, EP. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. So, talk about yes, your creative sir. process. When you go in the studio, you know, walk us through how you create your music. Are you want to have to write your, your your lyrics out first? Are you singing? Are you rapping? Are you thinking about the hook first? You got to hear the beat? Uh, definitely got to hear the beat. Um, there was a point in time where I used to write everything down. I would sit with the beat and try to write it. But then I was in a rush to record something. I had a performance at the Ology. And for those of you who don't know, the ology is something that uh, Brother O'Dane puts on once a month, usually the first Saturday of the month. And he has like an artist showcase. Uh, Christian artists come through, they perform on a on a very nice stage, incredible audio, and they bring an audience through. Um, so I had a performance with him at the ology. And I was like, I need something new. I can't pull up and just do God, you so good again. So that's that's the birth of we outside i went in the in the um i have a home studio i do it at the crib i went through the headphones on my bro dax just released a brand new beat and i had I, I just come across it i was like this is perfect timing 
So I had my man, I said, yo, send this to me, please. I need this beat. I put it on and We Outside came straight to me from there, man. Nothing was written. Nothing was just fully thought out. Not a whole verse or nothing. I just kind of was just flowing. Um, I came up with the hook first. And that's usually how it is for all my songs. Hook first. And then I know the topic of the song. And then I write out the verses. Um, so that's what it is. Now, ever since then, that's my process. I go in the studio with the beat I like. Throw the headphones on. I hit it with like, mm, 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 mm. I get them joints going. You know what I mean? Mm, 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 mm. Get the flow, the rhythm. And then I put the words to the rhythm and for the hook. And then I go to the uh, to the verse and complete the verses. <laughs> Talk about a little bit more of the balance that you, you you do. I think you do it very well where you still, you know, you keep it ministry driven, but you're still relatable and you give life uh, application within your music. How important and why do you want to come across that way? Oh, man. Well, at the end of the day, I want the music to be edifying. I don't want it to just be. Jesus got my back. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus ain't just a homie that's going to stall off on all your enemies just for the sake. Like, it, life is full of experiences. So I think one thing I want any audience that I perform in front of, because I do prepare my music for performances, I want them to understand the perspective of life, how life works with God, because we do life with God and life is hard. So um, ultimately, when I, I think of it from that perspective, like, God, you so good is a praise song. So we should get into praise and worship with the rapping or whatever. And then we outside is a war song. So I want to do that. Uh, right foot, left foot is a song that sharply rebukes being halfway in the world and halfway in the church. So I try to just come from all angles and talk about life um, because I just find it important that we understand how life works with God. So you got the 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 R and Peace uh, EP dropping. You say top of the year. Can we expect a, another EP or another mixtape or album on the rap side? Or are you gonna infuse both of them within that that one EP? Oh man, yeah. So this is what's happening before this year is out. Like I said, my pastor and Denzel said you're not putting out enough music. I said, all right, cool. Forty years out, I got three more singles that's coming. Right, okay. So I just released something called Move the Room that's available on my website for download. That's the, the most recent release. I got another release coming at the top of next month. That John is going to be called Walk With Him. That will be the first time you hear me getting into singing for real. That's what you're okay. going to be singing for real. And then uh, in December, I decided to switch things up a little bit. I got into my Angie Rose bag. You know what I'm saying? Doing that little, you know, adobo sazon, you know, doing a little Spanish, Espanolo. I'm not Hispanic. But I said, you know what? I need something for the Spanish listeners because I don't know if you know this. But Hispanics, Spanish, Latinos, they are some of the most loyal when it comes to their family. They are some of the most loyal fans you can obtain. Um, so I was like, let me let me do a little Spanish type record. Um, so we we doing something like that in uh, in December, and then top of next year we will have that RMP, and then I have another EP that's gonna come that's gonna be rapping again. Can we expect any collaborations? You working with anybody, or is it just all you on both of them? Oh, absolutely. Well, the EPs is me. Um, the okay. EPs are me, but I will be putting out singles. I have, uh, I'm working, I'm in the works with Angie Rose. I'm in the works with He Sun Lee. I got something okay. dropping with uh, Paito and Rick Montero. Okay. We working, working, man. And we, we, we working, working. We all over, man. Like we, we got a lot coming. We got a lot coming. <laughs> yeah, you working with some vets in the game. I see you. You went and got some of the vets. Hey, I appreciate you rocking with us, uh, Range. Tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. Oh, man, listen, I made it easy. My name might as well be Make It Easy Forum, Range the Artist, because I made it easy for you guys. Anywhere you go, if there's a social media platform, the name is Range the Artist on all of them. 
on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, or it's X now, right? On all of the Jones, Range the Artist. That's where you can find me. And I just released a single called Move the Room, and it's available on my website. Guess what? It's rangetheartist.com. You could just hit the link that is in my bio on Instagram or on all of the media platforms. You can just hit that link, and it'll take you right to the website where you can download the latest single, as I said, Move the Room. Yes, sir. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. You know the fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. And we're back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused. Hip hop, R and B, and poetry, and it's time to get rid of these streets, dice. And oh boy, it's, it's October. It's still October, mm. dice. So you know, yeah, October. You know, when it's cold outside. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! What my, my dude Bruno and uh, what's we call it, guys? Cuffing season, huh? It's cuffing season, dice. That's that real, real today. We're gonna talk about it. Mm. Cuffing season amongst believers. Yeah, yeah, we ain't talking about non-believers because yeah, y'all don't act funny. Some some of y'all rolling over right now next to somebody who you not married to. Yeah, not keep it married. real. You enjoyed all the festivities of a married couple last night. But you ain't married. Let's be very clear. Butch, what you doing? Butch, when you gonna put a ring on that thing? I just wanna talk about cuffing season today, Dice. What's what's your thought? We just we just celebrated Swedish Day not too long ago this month. I know you was nah, like focus. What is Swedish Day? Focus? Made up holiday out of Cleveland, Ohio. Y'all just making up stuff, reasons to go shopping. I, I nothing in my nobody else knows about this holiday but you like that 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 is this lj, only, LJ know now lj well, know, now. know now but before we reported on this station only people in ohio knew about this day like this was that was amazing that was amazing but i think it's cute though i, I love a celebratory holiday anything involving gifts and food i'm here for it and you know showing your love so that was that was cute Woo-woo. Yeah, it was. And uh, yeah, we, we got to continue to keep talking about this conversation, unfortunately. When you talk about cuffing season, uh, you know, this tends to start uh, the beginning of uh, October and it goes uh, to about Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, for most, cuffing season is the, the thought the thought process of, you know, oh, gosh. don't nobody want to be lonely in the wintertime. Don't nobody want to be lonely for Christmas and Thanksgiving. I, you know, the hot, I the like that. No. I don't mind being alone in the morning. Listen, before I met my husband, I was just fine. I wanted a husband, and um, that's why I have one now. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't have to go cuff nobody. It was like, oh, you didn't, you didn't search, you didn't search for missing. a short term, no. a short term romantic that's why partner. I was, I was free when he met me. I was free. I had to call Johnny Jim or change my phone number or move. It was like, okay, well, the Lord sent you, and you said God said I'm your wife. Well, I believe that. I was just ready to go. Like, but if I would have been cuffed up. He would have been like, girl, please. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. So, Well, that's what this idea is. Cuffing season uh-huh. is this idea where you have a short-term romantic relationship with somebody during the holiday. <laughs> and we're still seeing this in the church, Dice. I know, yeah. you know, we talk about the it a church lot. church focus? Oh, Lord. Oh, you you think you think it's these boyfriend and girlfriend situations and you think they come to church and they go home to different apartments or houses? No, no. They're investing. Oh, they're going back gosh. to the same house, guys, and they still, you know, arguing just, about the, the win. I'm furious that we even have this foolery in the Oxford Dictionary, and the definition of cuffing season. Oh dear God, uh, is especially in African Americans 
What? The cold autumn and winter months seen as a period when it is especially desirable to enter into a romantic relationship. It's cold and it's cuffing season. I should be snuggled warm in bed with the love of my life. Mm-hmm. This don't make no... And, lust and, lust and, of your life. Lust I'm of to, your life. I'm mad I try to blame this on black people like babies ain't being made by nobody else. Uh, <laughs> during cuffing season but the blacks. But I, I I get it. I think it came from black culture. I'm just saying it's sad. We, it's just sad. Y'all need to be mindful about what you do. Like, why are you doing this? You probably don't even like this person you cuff with. You probably don't. Well, that's that's always the debate. Do these relationships, these short term relationships, even last? <sighs> and, and then why do we continue to do it? Because when you talk about it, uh, uh, a lot of babies are being made uh, through these few months. A lot of bad relationships are being created just because. Of, yes. Honestly, this is this should be. We should call it therapy season. And instead of cuffing somebody, you go to therapy so you can talk about why you feel alone. Like, you need to go deal with that part. Like, don't just, if you want to go cuff with somebody, go cuff up, not in a literal sense, but go sit up at your therapist's office, sit there in a chair on the couch and discuss, why do I feel like I need to be in a relationship so bad around this time of year? You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make no sense. And then, you, and, then you, and then you ain't gonna want them. You gonna start getting ready in March, working on your six pack in May, June, you got your abs and your body together. Then you find a whole nother boo, a summer babe. We already know that's a that's a that's a thing. Summer bay, you find your summer bay. You go on all these trips all around the world with them, and then you dump them in August. It's crazy. Where does, where does that lead to kids? Because for the ones Ooh. who have kids, you just keep bringing these different women or men around Mercy. your kids. Is that a healthy thing? No, seriously, <sighs> I don't. I don't think um, you know, we talk about selfish motives all the time, Dice. And a lot mm-hmm. of these relationships, like you say, that it's selfish. And then, are you thinking about the kids? Is, is this beneficial to continue to bring multiple men or women around your kids, or introduce them like, "Hey, this is my new girlfriend," or "Hey, mm-hmm. this is new, my new boyfriend." Oh, by the way, he moving in. Or, oh, by the way, she moving in. Well, what, wait a minute. Who? Who? My, why? Why they got to move in? Why? Why, why y'all got to stay together? What you know? And, and I promise you, nobody waits anymore. The dice. You remember? I know you remember. Because I remember. You know when you had to like, I'm be honest with you. I love my wife, but mm-hmm. I sat with my wife for four years before I proposed to her. That was just me. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted to make sure. One, I feel this like you gotta right. go through at least two holiday runs. I like that. Two holiday before runs. You even, no, you yeah. got to, because you gotta like the family too. Yeah, the you family got it. Honestly, the family's a big piece. <laughs> Yeah, you got you ain't just marrying the the, the person you met. You can marry the family. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is gonna be your net. You know, you're gonna be an in law. You're gonna yeah. be kin now. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be somewhere and you gotta you know get into a confrontation or something with you know somebody and you, wow, your, is your cousin gonna have, your brother gonna have my back? Cause don't have me out here swinging and banging and and that joker running like I I need to know the situation before I get into them. So, yeah, because I'm always, I'm the big guy. They always come to the big guy first. They're like, take the big one down. We can take everybody else down. So, so I'm always got my guard up like, man, Lord, please just help me get out of this. But yes, I say that to say, I think relationships are starting to be rushed. I think people are rushing why? just because, I, well, because, well, we know why. One, majority of them, I said all of them, everybody, I know you did it the right way, Dice, but majority of them are lustful situations with soul ties because you're sleeping around before you even get there. So you already start off with that attachment, that soul tied. So now 
some I, I would argue they think it's love but it's really lust mm-hmm. and, and it's that soul tie that keep pulling you and to your point you're in a toxic relationship you don't need to be in oh, yeah. but y'all done did this y'all done laid in these beds now and now y'all feelings all attached and you ain't prayed about nothing mm-hmm. when did God enter in this because all my believers who are shacked up now did y'all pray how did how was that prayer in the morning I'm trying to figure out that yeah. how was that prayer in the morning I, I just honestly I don't know what happens after cuffing season? How about that? You're done. After cuffing season, you're done. And I don't think they care nothing about it. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gabble, y'all see where we're going. This cuffing season convo is off the hook. We're going to a quick break. We're coming right back with more. Yeah, what, what happens after, after uh, cuffing season? Keep it locked. You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how to lose. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. Come on, we talking about it today. Yes, we know it's a uh, little cold outside. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you don't want to be lonely. Thanksgiving, Christmas coming around. You're trying to cook that meal for your your, 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 your king, huh? Your, your Boaz. You know, you want to buy that uh, diamond that diamond necklace for uh, you know your sweet thing, them earrings, huh? Yeah, I'm just saying it's cuffing season, Dice, and I know we brought this article up uh, while we were on break. Uh, this says majority of Americans now believe in cohabitation as the end thing. Huh? Nice. This, this is what we do, huh? Nah, not unless you're paying all these bills and you take taking care of all these kids. Listen, mm-mm. I, you know, what's, what's the saying? Uh, why would they buy the cow when they can get the milk for free? Yeah. Facts. Facts. I promise you, shout out to my wife. My wife was smart. She was. So she knew she knew who I was. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. I, mm-hmm. the, the good thing about us being friends first, and I always argue this: you guys should really sit down and mm-hmm. know each other from an intimate standpoint, and not physical intimacy, but a, a, a mental space of knowing who you really said you want to do life with. We were friends first, so my wife knew all all the stuff mm-hmm. I was doing. I knew mm-hmm. the stuff she was doing, so she knew to mm-hmm. get me. She mm-hmm. had to do something different, and she was okay with it. And, and mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is, God already had blessed us because mm-hmm. she was already different anyway. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like she had to really make no adjustments and change. Mm-hmm. But she knew, yeah, I, I, I did these things right here, mm-hmm. and I did them uh, at a decent little rate. Where I, you know, arrogance, mm-hmm. pride, I, you know, I feel like I'm smelling myself. You just be mm-hmm. very clear. So she like, okay, yeah, let me let me just break this, you know, break them, make them a little humble, a little bit more, mm-hmm. and let them know that to your point. If I give him everything, yeah. what yeah. makes right. me different what, from what, else? what, what else he's doing right now? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, with you. You don't give up everything. Just don't do it. But I'm glad yeah. you did bring up, you know, like the the holiday season and things like that. And uh, cuffing season officially, because people have already done these studies. It starts um, in late August, September, peaking in October, which is insane. Goes through November, December. March is high. I didn't see. I was thinking it fell off in February. It don't fall off in February. People break up in March. That's because you it's know. After, I know Valentine's Day. They, they spend all that money for Valentine's Day. Mm. They, got, they finally got that uh, credit card receipt, that statement. <laughs> you know when that thing come in. You know, guys. You know you pay bills. You know mm. <laughs> what you spend. What? <laughs> why do Why do people get themselves into these relationships? You brought up the holidays. That's like number one. Um, two family pressures. You know, three turns out biologically it's cold and people just like to be warm and, you know, hang out with people. And then gifts is like the last thing. Like people want gifts, you know, I'm like, man, 
I ain't trying to cover you just because I want a gift. I can go buy myself a gift. But people want to feel loved, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Social media social media is a cause of a lot of that too. That, well. yeah. I'm be honest with you. They have the percentages on that too of people who jump into it. And it, you know what? A higher rate of men jump into cup and season than women. Isn't that interesting? Maybe because of holidays and they know girls be cooking. Facts. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, cooking and, and, and sex. Let's be very clear. Oh, yeah. well, I no. forgot about that, Focus. Yeah, yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> what? And nothing not better than having some sex and getting a hot meal made afterwards. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what we talking about? Yeah, come on now. Things ain't changed. You ain't brought up changed. something that was very <laughs> powerful that I didn't think about. What? Uh, the pressure from family to family. be in a relationship. Yeah. That is something that goes that around. I, I hear a lot of grandmamas or mamas saying, yeah. when you going to have a grandbaby? When you going to have a grandbaby? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. Man, when you, when you going to get married? Why, why are you saying that first? Right, right. To somebody you actually like. <laughs> you know, they trifling ain't there. I remember, though, my mom used to ask me the same thing. There is a lot of pressure with that, you know? Uh, I, and it's kind of rude, actually, but... Yeah, so <laughs> here's how the pressure falls. The mom, 54% of the pressure comes from the mom. Typically, the grandmother's next, friends are next, sisters and aunties, and then fathers. So the fathers are like 5% of the pressure, you know. But yeah, it's usually uh, 54% of moms out there are pressing people during the holiday season about having somebody. It's dirty. That is dirty. And parents, y'all stop doing that. Grandparents and parents, stop doing that. That, that ain't good. No, you're right because yeah, that, that ain't cool. I, and and cool. I know, you know, no. from the, you know, uh, so 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 even 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 with my uh, my daughter, uh, you know, and I'm telling her, you know, as she's dating, shout out to my baby, um, my baby. I'm so proud of my daughter too as well. She's a nurse. She does great. She's an amazing mom. She's doing some powerful things. And God is just doing a, a new thing in her life. And I'm glad she's noticing it and she's experiencing it for herself. But even in this dating process, absolutely. She knows. So one, for all y'all jokers listening, <laughs> you ain't going to, you ain't going to make it to me until she feels you, you can live up to no, some no. of the standards that I, I received. So mm-hmm. one, I know some of y'all might be a little upset who might be listening. If you're listening, and you uh, know who my daughter is because uh, one, I told her don't waste time. Please don't I waste say my by time. the third date, yeah. you should know who you have. Make a decision yeah. if this is who you want to be with yeah. or you don't. Because one, you have to take him for who he is. Mm-hmm. He's probably showed you some inconsistencies and maybe shown you some behavior that you might not like. Mm. You've got to be cool with that because yeah, it's a growing thing. I, you know, I always tell her that. So, yeah, even in her process of dating, she mm. knows that she wants my approval. She wants me to feel mm-hmm. good about who she's with. Mm-hmm. And I always tell her, absolutely. But I want you to make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. You should have your own standard, your own criteria. Yeah. And the first thing I always tell her, I say, listen, we, you know, you made some mistakes in the, ba- in the past. And, mm-hmm. and shouts out to her. She's keeping herself now. I say, but don't give them none. I said, because the moment you give him some, he, he, it's over. Yeah. I said, you have to understand that. Once you give up your gift that God Game has given over. you and you give it out of marriage, it's yeah. over. So now, yeah. to your point, yeah. ain't, ain't, ain't nothing worth working for no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 I, can, I, can, I can have everything I need to have. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of the ladies, unfortunately, because I know, and you can speak to a dice, uh, uh, a lot of ladies, that, that is precious. That is God's gift. To y'all, so men don't be attached that much. At least, at least in my personal experience and the circles that I've been, we can be, you know, saying having a sex with somebody, 
and not and that's just it. It's just okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's something we, mm-hmm. we hang out. Uh, uh, Tupac had a song, uh, 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 "Let Me Hang with the Thugs" or whatever he said. It was a song he mm-hmm. had, but yeah, mm-hmm. running streets with my thugs. Mm-hmm. And, and I always remember that song because, like, until I was mm-hmm. madly in love with my wife and yeah. understood that this is who I wanted to be with, yeah. everything before that was that way because the woman didn't take it seriously and yeah. it wasn't stern a little bit. So. Yeah, that's powerful. I think a lot of women get caught up in these situations because of that. And I do. I know men are trifling, so I, I'm going to speak for the men. We nasty. We trifling. Mm-hmm. Don't let us use you women. Kingdom women, I need y'all to stand up because y'all still have the power and authority. If y'all stop, mm-hmm. we, we, a lot of these men will shape up. I, I just really believe it because a man that love a woman, he going to change. You you listening to one right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when I when I finally found my queen and I knew I had to change, she's like, no, nah, you got to shape that up, Joker. You mm-hmm. want to be with me? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, you got to yeah. shape this stuff up. Yeah. If you don't shape it up, no problem. Go yeah. go do what you got to do. That's right. I told you she changed the locks. I just changed the locks and the stuff I'm paying for. I said, what? No, I will change your locks. The Jesus. Please. I done told LJ get out of his own car. Like, it, it just, it is what it is. Like you said, you find the right woman, uh, you will change. But one of the things my grandmother said, and I've said this before on the show, I mean, I, I promise you I had to be like six or seven. And she said, uh, you know, a woman can run faster than a man uh, with her skirt up. I mean, a, run, a woman can run faster than a man with her skirt up than a man with his pants down. And it, it took me till I got older like when you're young you're like duh you know if I lift up my skirt I can run faster you know what I'm saying (laughs) than a guy you know because now we're kind of both free-legged but what she was saying was you know women do have that power but women are out here making moves and we never really hold them accountable we always hold the men accountable but it's like the women it's it's a man and a woman but we we refuse to hold a woman accountable like she's so weak she's not weak like she she got she has a brain you know what i'm saying the same way a man has a brain and trust me there are some manipulative women out here who one just want to get married two just want to have babies three they just don't want to be alone like you said at a family function four they want to show up in places like there was a um a statistic that came out about lying to the family 88 percent of of uh Women is what it says have have posed sometimes saying this friend is who I'm dating just to make somebody feel a type of way. But here's the thing. If you don't have nobody, just say God, God doesn't have anybody in my life right now, but it's just all me and God like hanging out. And I'm, I'm good with that. Like, that's good enough for me. I don't need anything else. Everybody ain't meant to be married. Everybody ain't meant to be cuffed, you know. So some of y'all is meant to be single. So y'all can go feed the homeless during the holiday. So y'all can go cook, cook for the homeless, cook for the sick and shut in, cook for the widows, go hang out at a, a homeless shelter, go hang out at a nursing home, go sing at a nursing home, use your talents and gifts to go rap or play the piano at a nursing home. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't meant to just, you know, be booed up. Like some of you guys got work to do that don't involve being with somebody. And I think we don't talk about that enough. I know we're always talking about relationships and love and marriage and all that, but we need to talk about being single. Some of, y- some of y'all is meant to be single. Okay. That's true. Satisfied. Single and single satisfied. satisfied. Yes. Ain't no wrong mm. with that. Mm. Nothing at all. Let me give y'all some scriptures before we get out of here. Uh, right. First Corinthians 6 and 18. Um, when you talk about fleeing from temptation, yeah. Yeah, y- 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 y'all keep thinking, yeah, yeah, bless your life. I know we, uh, this article too as well had, uh, you mm. know, um, some people can actually live together and uh, not have sex. Yeah, I don't know these people. Up. Don't shake. I told, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't even tempt yourself. Once again, you, you got to bathe every day. So just, yeah, yeah. Just that that right there. Uh, I don't know how you get past the bathing every day. No, no. <laughs> There's no way. I, I know it's something that I like in the no. same household. Mm-mm. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't even set yourself up. Well, yeah, I, think, it's a I think that kind of messes with your mental health. Like every it day, does. you're creating a struggle every day. 
Like, I'm stressed. Like, oh, intentionally. Like we you just, know how stressful that is? Yeah, every day. You see something you won't, but you can't have. Every day. That is that is psychologically damaging. You know, don't, don't do that. Don't yeah, do don't that. do it. Definitely, too, as well, uh, another scripture to uh, go to. Uh, go to Ephesians 5 and 3. Yeah. And it just talks about, uh, you know, of course, living together. It hints against, you know, once again, sexual immortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, too, as well, just want to give you woo, that Acts 15 and 20. When you get a chance to read it, definitely Romans 1 and 29. Um, those are some other scriptures that just continue to talk about remaining abstinent until you get married. Um, you know, even even for my ones who may have struggled. Listen, you can start today. Uh, somebody might be listening to us right now that's shacked up, mm-hmm. that's sleeping in the bed right now together. Y'all can make a decision today to get, and ask God to give y'all the power to stop sleeping with each other and make a decision if you guys are really want to make that next step. If God has called you guys to be husband and wife, because that's exactly what you're doing. You guys are participating in something that God created for husbands and wives to be fruitful, to build relationship and legacy with, not just play with. And when y'all get too tired, y'all go somewhere and start it all over again. That wasn't what the process was supposed to be. (laughs) We wasn't supposed to have all these different situations. And from a biblical standpoint, absolutely. Every time you lay down with somebody, technically you are, you know what I'm saying, married. Uh, from a biblical reference, if you look at scripture and you really dive into sex, when you talk about what soul ties are and how those soul ties are still within you, you can't let, you can't leave them. You know, y- y'all call it body count now. It's nothing to be, uh, uh, you know, proud of. <laughs> let's let's no, stop stop wearing that like a badge of honor. Like, that's oh, sick. I got forty bodies. I got what, what's that? What's that girl went on a uh, Shannon mm-hmm. Sharp show? What's she that? talking about she slept with thirty five men on national TV. What's that? Oh my goodness, Brittany something, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany Rayner, Brittany, I, I want to say her, she, yeah, I want to say her, her name is Brittany Rayner. But yeah, she just went on there boasting and bragging, talking about she slept with 35 men. I'm like, <clears throat> I know how many women I slept with, and I ain't even, I wouldn't even boast and brag about it. I, some of these situations, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I did. <laughs> I'm just being honest, like, no, I shouldn't have done these things. I, I know God wasn't pleased when I did these things either. So it's, it's a lot of things that we shouldn't be comfortable with and boast and brag about like we did a good job. No, that's not doing a good job. And and especially when you talk about the people that have different uh, sons, uh, uh, you know, baby mamas and different mm-hmm. baby daddies like that whole situation. I know that wasn't for God to have mm-hmm. one one man to have five different households that he got kids. in. Mercy. No, I, I don't I don't think that's of God. I just don't. Listen, we got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing thoughts. Mm. We talked about it today. That real, real cuffing. Stop it. doing it. Keep it locked. <laughs> You're tuning to The Fix. And The Fix is in. I'm Justin Adams, and this is your The Fix Faith and Sports Report. Now, before we get to the scores, and we have a whole lot of them, let's first get to our scripture verse of the day. And it comes from 1 Peter 3, verse 7. And it says this, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since he is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Say this again. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since he is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. I like this what it says from the Matthew Henry Concise Commentary. It says this, The husband's duty to the wife implies giving due respect unto her and maintaining her authority, protecting her, and placing trust in her. They are heirs together of all the blessing of this life and that which is to come and shall live peaceably one with another. Again, our scripture verse of the day is 1 Peter 3, verse 7. All right, let's get to all the scores and we're going to start 
on the diamond. You thought I was going to start in football. No, we're going to start in baseball. And who needs home field advantage where you can win all your games on the road as the Texas Rangers force Game 7 by routing the Houston Astros 9-2 in Game 6 of the ALCS. Both teams have won all the games of the series on the road, and the Rangers, they scored five runs in the ninth inning in order to get the job done. Now, Game 7 will be tonight in Houston, and the winner goes to the World Series. On the butt will be Max Scherzer for the Rangers and Christian Javier for the Houston Astros. First pitch will be at 8 p.m. Eastern. Also tonight in the NLCS makes its way back to Philadelphia as the Phillies will try to get back to the World Series in back-to-back seasons. They will host the Arizona Diamondbacks in Game 6 of the NLCS, and the first pitch will be at 5 o'clock Eastern. Now to the NFL, and speaking of brotherly love, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? They took down the Miami Dolphins 31-17 on Sunday night football. Jalen Hurts, he had two touchdown passes, also had one touchdown run in the win, but how about this? From Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown, get this, he had 10 catches for 137 yards and also a score in the W as the Eagles. They are now 6-1 and one, and so are the Kansas City Chiefs who beat the Los Angeles Chargers 31-17. Patrick Mahomes, he threw for just 424 yards. 424 yards and four touchdowns. My goodness. Now, one of those touchdown passes went to Taylor Swift's boot. You know what I'm talking about. That's Travis Kelsey, who had 12 catches for 179 yards and a score in the win. Elsewhere, the Cleveland Browns have scored a touchdown with 15 seconds left to rally past the Indianapolis Colts, 39-38. The Atlanta Falcons rally past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 16-13. Bill Belichick, he becomes the third head coach in NFL history to get his 300th career career win as the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills 29 to 25. The Baltimore Ravens, they just routed the Detroit Lions 38 to 6. Lamar Action Jackson had 357 yards passing and he also had three touchdown tosses. The Pittsburgh Steelers got past the Los Angeles Rams 24 to 17 and the Denver Broncos got their second win of the year as they defeated the Green Bay Packers 19 to 17. In college football on Saturday, the major upset of the weekend was in Chapel Hill as unranked Virginia. They shocked number 10 North Carolina 31 to 27. And in the game of the week, third ranked Ohio State, they beat number seven Penn State 20 to 12. Marvin Harrison Jr. He had 11 catches for 162 yards and a score and a huge win for the Buckeyes. So here are the top five in the Associated Press poll. Number five is Washington. The Huskies are right there. Number four, Florida State. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, the Michigan Wolverines. And Georgia remains as the top-ranked team in the nation. Well, that's all for today. I will say this. Have a truly blessed day as I'm Justin Adams. And this is being the Fix Faith and Sports Report. Now back to DJ Focus and Dice Gamble as the fix is it. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You're tapping into the fix. Your source of faith and fuse, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Shouts out to our brother, too, as well, Justin Adams. I know y'all been loving that faith and sports report, the fixed faith and sports report. We got some new new updates coming to that thing real, real soon. So keep it locked to all our social media platforms. Listen, follow us on all our social media platforms at The Fix Radio Show. Mm. Um, We got tons of content we putting out on YouTube. Follow us there. Comment, like, subscribe in that order. Please comment, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As well as, yes, we thank y'all for uh, making all the comments and looking at the posts on Instagram, Facebook, 
uh, Tiki Taki and all the threads and all that good stuff. I, it's been hard for me to keep up with this thread situation. Dice threads are still mm. weird to me. I, I, I go on it every now and again, but it's still kind of weird. But I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with the youngest and all they paragraphs of talks and all these inspirational quotes and stuff. I just feel like you have to be empowered when you go on threads. It has to mm. be, Mercy. you know, and motivational. It has to be something. Drop the mic. It's like I said what I said. <laughs> That's so funny. No, um, I don't know. I, it's it's been different ever since it was Twitter. You know, it's. I mean, I mean X, Twitter yeah. to X, different, and then this new thing, Threads. Like it's just been. You don't know what you're gonna do on these uh, platforms or what you're supposed to say on these new ones. It's it's all different. But I will say, on the. Oh, is it Twitter? Is it X? You can do no. Uh-uh. It's threads. You can do voicemail. I mean, a voice note. I do like oh, that because I was like, oh. I do want our listeners to know. Leave us a voice note, you know, because that way we can actually add it to the show, play it, so other people can hear the question, and it's not just us saying, "Oh, we got an inbox of a question." It's like, no, here's Sally with her question, and you know, so I don't know. These little platforms are doing different stuff now. I don't know, man. I'm trying to get on that Twitch and get my gaming going, but um, winners, losers. From the Doves, we have to recap that. Absolutely, have to recap that. Shout out to Stephen Furtick, Brandon Lake, and KB for Graves winning rap hip hop recorded song of the year. Obviously, rolling through Church Close Four, Lecrae, Andy Minio, Don Cannon, rap hip hop album of the year. So, super congratulations to you guys. Um, of course, Ricky Dillard and Tasha Cobbs Leonard with. It is well for a traditional gospel recorded song. I mean, Toby Mac with the pop contemporary album of the year featuring Brandon Lake and our homie, um, John Reddick. So um, let's see. Oh, Gratitude, the radio version. Brandon Lake and Dante Bow won worship recorded song of the year. Come on now. I don't know. Sorry. I, I love Brandon Lake. I'm glad he won. He also won songwriter artist of the year. I mean, he just, he's, I would love to do a song with him. Just throwing it out there. So if you know him, call, oh, your, your homie, Pastor Mike for Impossible featuring James Fortune, gospel worship recorded song of the year. Yeah, that's fire. Our family yeah, brought yeah. home some, they brought home some awards. So Brandon Lake won with KB too, didn't he? Ain't, Brandon ain't Lake Brandon won all kind of stuff. I, yeah, I mean, he, I'm he, sitting he here on like, that Grave song too as well, isn't he? He on every other song on here. <laughs> <laughs> you say, let me hold all them. Let me hold every, all them. Every other, and then Blessings blessing offer he won for pop contemporary recorded song of the year which is awesome for brighter days so it was, it was just nice honestly you know uh, lj and i were watching awards and i was like we interviewed him we interviewed him and then when they were flashing to the audience i was like we interviewed him we interviewed her it was like we know all these people so um we it do. was just nice it was very i'm just glad we got to interview some of the winners you know Yes. So. We got to get out of here. Go out and have a great day. We love y'all. <laughs> As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Okay. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.